Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of Cult Film Review. I am your host, Cody Everett, and this week we are talking about the 1968 cult classic, Danger Diabolic. It's going to get deep. Deep down. Deep, deep down. So let's just start the show. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. <laughs> I did not hit her. It's not true. Clopex. 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 Up yours, baby. Me and Bubba, my little brother, listen to you every night. Where in the hell are we? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. All right, guys, so we are here to talk about Danger Diabolic, but first I have to introduce the same people that are always here. Uh, we got sitting right next to me, you the guy. You said that with such enthusiasm. Uh, such well, same assholes. Same fucking same people you always hear. Such uh, disdain. In man, I can't world. wait yeah. to replace them. You got uh, sitting right next to me, you have the guy who runs the most popular blog on the internet, FriendlyNeighborhoodFilmmaking.com. Go check it out. He is Michael Salustio. Thank you, thank you. Thank you also for getting that right. I know. Because I know I can't get what? it right. Thank you. Yeah, the your last name? Smooth. No, the name of the po- the blog. Oh, I thought you meant your last Somebody name. will actually read it now because they'll be able to find it. <laughs> yeah. <they're> like, <laughs> oh, it's friendly neighborhood filmmaking. <laughs> Not family. <laughs> oh. I mean, look, I'm reading about, you know... Three ninjas and stuff. Whole time I'm, re- I'm reading about parenting, and yeah. I'm thinking this guy doesn't even have kids. <laughs> Next up, we have the guy who's in charge of buying films for Midnight Releasing. Yeah. I think you called it Midnight Studio as one time, and I just accepted it. But it's Midnight <laughs> Releasing. Yep. Did Chris? you tell your boss to change the name? No. Oh. <laughs> he is Chris Willenbrecht. Hey, what's up? Did you think of that name? Is that why you're so strong against no? Midnight Releasing? Yeah. Hell no. That existed before See? I was there. Yeah. 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 Don't give him that much credit. No. But he, it's not a studio. If you came up with a name, you deserve way more money. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get big bucks just for coming up with a name. Sure you do. Yeah, no. Everybody <laughs> no, knows you, that. You get you get some kind of bonus. Copyright, that, copyright. You just go back to being a nobody. Somebody yeah, will go, ranks. oh, I fucking yeah. hate it, and then you'll turn around, and three months later, it'll be everywhere. Uh, he is the producer of this fine podcast. He is also the owner and operator of Bluefield Audio, the most prestigious audio company. Get so, so tired of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, throughout the internet, you can find it nowhere. It's Kyle Smith. Hello. Well, what else do you do besides produce the show? Can you, can you have like a like a like a catchphrase for it? Bluefield audio, feeling blue. <laughs> Here's some audio. <laughs> that's no, that's it. Just feeling blue. Audio, feeling Say blue. Adios. What is, what does that catchphrase "feeling blue" have to do with any from? music? Got it. <laughs> All right. So this movie was Mike's pick. Um, Mike, where did this where did this come from? Because uh, this is kind of my first venture, not my first venture in this era of film but my first time with italian and uh my fir- uh, film of this genre i guess also uh, well uh, lately i've just been trying to expand my horizons maybe towards my own culture i'm italian so i kind of like was like oh i'll check out some italian films like read up on it the history of them and stuff and mario bava who is the director of this film his name came up and not only that but i see that there's two other names of two other well-known italians who are legends in the cult film world, Dino De Laurentiis and Ennio Maricone. So those three people alone, I was just kind of like, wow, this movie must be just a knockout killer. In the- <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, I guess we're going to talk warriors. about whether or not I was right or wrong on that. So, yeah. A knockout killer. Uh, so give us a quick synopsis of the film. A uh, quick synopsis of the film. Uh, Diabolic is a thief. Yes. Um, he is a thief that steals from other thieves. Uh, it is based on a comic book, a very popular comic book in Italy, where like the tagline basically was "evil versus evil." The whole, the whole thing of this comic was that bad people fighting bad people, and that maybe sometimes fi- fighting fire with fire was like the greatest, like is the best way to do things. So it's a really dark comic, and it was popular at the time. And Dino De Laurentiis went up to Mario Bob, and he's like, "Hey, we got to make." It was basically the Marvel thing. It's kind of like. 1968 Marvel scenario where it was like, yo, this is a really popular comic. We should put this on the big screen. This was phase Here's one. Here's $400,000. <laughs> phase one. Let's, let's rock it. Yeah, this is phase, <laughs> phase 0.5 or whatever it is. So like I said, Diabolic is a thief. He uh, makes his way stealing from other 
criminals, and obviously this pisses off other criminals. All the meanwhile, also there is a, re- uh, I don't know if I would say relatively corrupt police. I don't think they're corrupt. Yeah. They, they're just kind of doing their job, but like they are villains in this film because obviously Diabolic is supposed to be the protagonist. Mm-hmm. So they the actually villains because do... they're the man or the establishment. Yeah, I guess. I guess, I guess so. I mean, they're going they're... with the whole '60s theme and mm. tones that are throughout this movie. I guess that would make the most right. sense because I mean, the first person he steals from, I don't think is is a criminal. I believe he steals from a bank. Is right? he steal from a bank? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't it no... a bank that they were trying to like swindle money. They were trying to because it was I all paper. Remember, remember they they opened no, it up. No, they, the they, 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 the they they created trap. diversion. Yeah. So that, oh, that was so the police trying to catch Diabolic. Okay, okay. So yeah, he steals from a bank. He steals from everybody. He doesn't care. He's he's out for himself. Yeah, absolutely. he's really just trying to get laid by Ava all the time. Because <laughs> what I gathered from this Trying. film is that he has this cohort. This uh, his his partner in crime is this girl named Ava Kant, and they basically just oh, steal Ava, and Ava fuck. Can. That's all. This, <laughs> that's all they do. Yeah, she yeah. can. So. Um, for me, I will say uh, this. So I'm not a big fan of this genre. The spy genre. I've never been into, like, because that's kind of the genre it gives off. At least I it know does. It's, a, it's a it's a thief movie, but it gives off a very James Bondish, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, kind of feel. Yeah, which yeah, I've never been into really into James Bond's movies. Like, just I'm with you. Just I, never I really never. been into him. So this just was like, I don't jump into those movies very often. So this would be like the first time for that, and I, not the first time, but I feel like it was a bad jump in, mm. and it made me kind of go. It's weird. I, I fuck. There's things I hate about this movie. There's things I really think are cool. Yeah, I feel like that's what makes this might make this a cult film. Is, I mean, with a lot of cult films, sure we can say that a lot of them are pretty bad, but there's always like this weird thing that keeps you coming to it. Something that stands out specifically. There's not enough. Not bad. sure if I figured out what that is yet. I guess we'll get to that at some point. In time I think I know what it is. I think I know what it is already. What is it? Well, let's what? start off with that. I think Why it's not? it's the it's the visual. It's okay. this is one hundred if it, this movie was uh didn't have the visuals that it has, this movie would be the biggest turd on the planet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like honestly, because like yeah. the first half, the first thirty minutes of the film is just him making out with a girl, mm-hmm. um, and then the last thirty minutes is just like what the fuck. Then the middle is uh, who knows. I feel like the middle <laughs> is like, the it's like a who's on first joke. Yeah. I don't yeah. think yeah. it's <laughs> just. I don't think it's just the visuals though. I think the music has a lot to do with this oh. too. Well, it's that whole. I think. I think though. I think Are the, we getting a battle on the soundtrack? Because yeah. I think it is. I, I think amazing. I, I think it's the whole counterculture thing that's wrapped up into this movie. From like that, that's what they're capturing. Yeah. Most, oh, I agree. You know, so that's where you get the music, and then you get the the music visuals. drives me nuts though. Yeah, I but it's it. part of that. It is part of that. It's like this. This kind of fusion jazz kind of thing. It doesn't. The music doesn't directly re- really have like a well defined like. It's hard cuts. It, it, yeah, it doesn't have like a well defined path that it takes like traditional music would well, have. So it's it's all experimental sounds and noises. But then with this kind of loose lyrics going over it, and a lot of it's just repeated words. I think a lot of it's just repeated music also. You hear the same song 600 times Actually, throughout the film, but not I feel quite. like. Okay, but so it's a theme song. I yeah. feel, no, not just the theme song. There's like three different songs that you can I can pinpoint throughout the, like, the, the play throughout the whole movie. So, so we're talking about this the song Deep Down. This is the, this is the thing that keeps going on and on. Deep Down. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. going on and on. But the interesting thing about this one song is that he changes the entire style of it like throughout the entire movie, mm-hmm. so it's like one whole song, but he'll ch- like he'll add a sitar if he wants it to sound exotic. He'll add some guitar if he wants it to sound all like mm-hmm. like counter sixties counterculture ish. You know, yeah. like he does all these weird things with this one song to try to I guess fit the mood of the scene. Yeah. So I, I as much as it's an, it's it's an irritating song. Let's just. I mean, did anybody like this song? It wasn't. I, I didn't. I didn't hate it, but it also wasn't. Well, that was the only other song. I want to shoot myself in the head every time I heard <laughs> I that song. That. Because it was so unexpected. Like there was so much music happening that I didn't expect, and so much sound design that I didn't expect too. So like all together, like I thought that I thought the music like held it together with the cinematography, of course. Well, let, uh, while we're on the subject of the music, let's talk about the composer himself, like Ennio Marcone. Like, he's well-known in this world. Like, Quentin Tarantino loves him. He basically takes his music and puts him in virtually every film he's ever 
almost every film he's ever done. Mm-hmm. The Kill Bills, he's done Hateful Eight just now, he just put it in there. He loves this particular composer. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you know anything about Quentin Tarantino and how he's talked about on like other podcasts and interviews and stuff, he always talks about how he starts his idea for a film off a lot of times with the music. Like, mm-hmm. he'll hear a song, and he'll think of a scene through that. Right. So, there's definitely something there. I I don't think this is obviously his most, his best contribution right. to his entire career. Obviously, Good, yeah. the Bad, and the Ugly is the one he's probably most well-known for. Well, yeah, and then, like, pretty much all his All his pretty westerns, westerns yeah. So, But, I mean, this guy has a huge career. I mean, his like, you look at his IMDb sheet, it's hundreds and hundreds of films that he's uncomposed mm-hmm. compositions for. So, yeah. Uh, I think he was probably doing Fistful of Dollars at the same time as this one. So he wouldn't be surprised. This one in. Yeah, maybe this was like the offshoot. <laughs> it's like, what do you guys think of this deep down thing? I don't think it fits the film. Neo, um, maybe you put that in. Okay, I think this danger fucking film I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> I think this was probably Just like play it over and over. His, his, his response was like, "No, no I agree. it fits the film." Like, <laughs> I think he. I'll make oh, it okay, fit. Okay, I'll cool. make thanks, it thanks, fit. Thanks, I think they gave him complete control, like over what he wanted to do with the music, and no, he I just agree. like fucked around and made whatever he thought at the moment. Like, it was an experiment. I think it was an experiment, and I think it failed miserably. <laughs> Which part of it? All of it. The whole movie? No, not the whole... No, 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 no not the whole movie. just talking about music. Just the music. Dude, music drives me. By the end of the film, I want to gouge my eyes out. But you, do, you don't feel... There's not, there's not a lot... There's not really a whole lot of, like... like uh, like complexity to the music or depth, it doesn't change a whole lot. It's it, it's generally the same theme song. That yeah, pops but I want I, I whenever he's whenever he's doing something. Yeah, it may, maybe he maybe it changed in what key it was performed in, or maybe but to he fit just, the scene, like if it's a sexual scene. It's, it's always still like the this same kind of exact same. Music. It, if I, if I'm playing the beat bop 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 over and over again, but I just go bop 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 bop, it's just still same bop bop bop. It's over and over again. It's repetitive and annoying. Like you need more. I feel, like or, I feel like it did. I feel like it did. It had like a lot of film music. It had like a lot of rock and like almost like I remember like like a lot of surfy like surf rock mm-hmm. kind of shit going on in it. Very much. He definitely pulled from the time that he. Oh, was where I did not. I really? maybe I missed so it. You were just being overlooking it because of yeah. the two annoying songs that were in it that like, blared out throughout the yeah, whole movie. Yeah. yeah, but there was a lot of other music in there that was I thought pretty rocking. Dude. The only other music that I can remember was the club scene. Okay, which is my favorite scene in the whole movie. Because it has nothing to do with the movie. <laughs> I, yeah, I was. Is that why it's your favorite? That's the kind of the issue I have with this movie. Is I feel like I was constantly be, getting confused throughout of it. Yeah. Throughout it, I wasn't like it wasn't clear to me. There's like, no coherent what the story. story was like or what was go- really going on or how I, I should feel about any of these people. Like the way I looked at it was like a clip of just a string of robberies that he's doing. Like it was no set story. It was more like. He just steals shit all the time. This is his life. I, I agree with you. It's it's weird. I almost feel like this film gets split up into three, well, maybe two parts. It's really his, just two parts, yeah. Yeah, his 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 kind of assault on, what's his name? Um, The main uh, bad guy, what's Vermont? his name? Ver- Valmont, oh. yes. And then after that, like, the system essentially when he yeah. like blows Which up is in the, the IRS, it's like a Ted Cruz wet dream. Like he just blows up the entire the entire system. Like yeah. it's so weird. And that to me came out of like really came out of nowhere. Yeah, because like, like uh, yeah, also it just cuts to just the all these different buildings blowing up and shit, and yeah. he's blowing up. So it's just like really like from the from 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 how I from from how I perceived his character up at that point, he just didn't strike me as somebody who would. Go to the extreme of just blowing up all. Of oh, these he no, he did, he is though. He does. Yeah, but like, the, but but I I understand in terms of like the way his character is designed. Yeah, he would do that. But the way the character was portrayed and the way it was presented to me as a viewer, I didn't make the connection between his like just trying to rip off some gems to, you know. Terrorist attacks on his own city, blowing up thousands of buildings. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't, I did not see the connection. If this there. is it, if this is his own it, city, I, I don't get even it. Know. It's part of his. It's part of that character, but yeah. just the filmmakers didn't portray that side of him. It's well weird. Enough. It's almost like I, I can't decide whether or not they got to the point where he kills Valmont, and they were like, "Oh crap, we don't have enough runtime. Let's add this other half it, hour on the end," or if it was just really bad writing and. 
They, I feel like it, the film should have ended with Valmont. I think so, too. Like, he, that's his big guy that he's fighting. I and, agree. I mean, it the ends gems, in a kind the of The gems a, were the big thing. Yeah. Getting, getting the gems, that was like the big... That was he gets like, the gem, and then he shoots him with the gems. It's which, this great oh, how kind fucking of, smart is yeah, that? It's like Jesus. This, yeah, But also the gems, I've got to say, I think also if you look at it, too, and they probably got this maybe in the Daily or something like that, it's kind of anti-climactic. Oh, my. Climactic? Thank Climatic. you. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. Struggling over here. Oh, it's well. all right. Um, but yeah, no, th- like it's not, you know what I mean? It wasn't like a, there wasn't a big scene until you saw the giant gold bar and he has a fire suit on. And I he's think spraying gold that's when everything everywhere. starts to get real James Bondy. It because, gets really yeah. cheesy at the point. I actually thought the ending, the, 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 the Valmont story ending was actually like the smarter. Yeah. And it was actually, it was actually surprised me more. Like I didn't actually see them. Uh, coming up with that kind of idea where he oh. shoots him with the gems and then he goes and, then and he claim, rom- claims <laughs> the remains, the ashes, and he digs like in disguise. Like, I didn't see them coming up with that intelligent of an ending for this movie. Oh, yeah, Romeo. And when I saw up at that point, basically Romeo and Juliet in a what in a heist, he huh? Romeo and Juliet's themselves, right? How so? Like, Where they they do that in Romeo and Juliet? Oh, oh, you mean he gives them the poison? Yeah. He, well, he does it to himself. Yeah. She doesn't do it, but yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I, he I, does I, it I himself. But the thing I was more focusing on was like the the intelligence between that, sh- killing Valmont with the, the fucking gems, and then that knowing he that he get them later bullets, on, and then yeah, yeah, and then having the foresight to be like, okay, well, I'm going to go in disguise and claim and claim his remains yeah. and get the gems out of his ashes. That's like that. I thought that was very smart, and I thought the movie should have ended on that note because it actually would have ended the movie on like a really, I think a really like almost epiphany or a, like an enlightened moment. It was like, oh wow, this guy's really smart. He's a great fucking thief. Here's the only. It was like an Ocean's Eleven moment, and yeah. then more movie just kept happening. <laughs> the only, I was the like, only God thing damn it. This that, is an hour and forty minutes, by yeah. the way. This it, it, felt it is, like but that two. last forty minutes, like, where is that? The only way, and maybe this is giving this too much credit, but the only thing that I can think of is maybe they didn't want to end it with this bad guy gets away with it. Maybe we'll have it where the cops actually do stop him from committing these criminal acts, but we're not going to kill off the protagonist kind of thing. I don't know. The cops like, don't even stop him. The only thing that stops him is is his own greed for the gold. And right, but he doesn't the get the gold. But he gets, I'm assuming he gets to keep all the, the money and the gem. I mean, do you think, I guess they confiscate all that. Oh, if they could figure out his super secret combination to open up his wall yeah. safe. Yeah, it's, yeah. Super, it's like a couple turns to the right, a couple turns to the left. A couple, <laughs> couple turns, turns to the right, and then back to the left. All right, so you know what? Let's take a break, and when we come back, let's talk about some of his sweet gadgets. Yeah. <laughs> Faced with this extreme form of punishment, the socially sick elements of our society, by that I mean criminals. Are you referring to diabolic? Diabolic. I assure you that this individual whose very name reveals his antagonism to the established values of our society will soon be brought to justice. This criminal paranoid seems to have dedicated himself to a one man. All right, guys, we're back and we're talking about Danger Diabolic from 1968. Uh, I want to talk about some of his gadgets uh, real quick, kind of focus in on that a little bit. Uh, his gadgets are, uh, pretty, pretty, pretty shitty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you can tell Q did not make these. Yeah. You, you know what's so funny? Because I, I felt like every gadget that was in this movie was basically, like, when they were coming up with gadgets for James Bond, like, you know, they had like a hundred gadgets. Throwaway box. Yeah. Like, <laughs> 95 of them. Didn't make the cut, so yeah. those those ninety five then so went to Danger Diabolic. He's got a discount. Like, he's got yeah. He's got he's got all the shitty leftovers. Yeah. Basically, he's got you know he's got the B he's got the B B crew. Maybe he B-crew robbed. Gadgets. Maybe he robbed MI six. <laughs> yeah, he robbed he robbed the storage where they don't put. Any and of at the, the end of the queue was just like, well, he only took the the worst one. Yeah, it's not a big. I mean, he only took the uh, aluminum foil siding. Yeah. What's he gonna do with that? <laughs> Uh yeah, so he has the Joker gas that comes out oh and my fogs God. up the screen. What was that called? Let's lightning talk... gas or no? In, no, he has a, well, no, that was that was oh. that was. Are you talking about the very first? Yeah, gas? The, the very first the colored gas. gas? Oh. Yes, was it, it was Joker colors. That's what it was. It was, it was green, purple, and yellow. Elation gas. What was it? It was like enlightenment yeah. gas. No, no, yeah. that, we're not talking about that yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're talking about the very first gas they use. He uses to. Uh, uh, to conceal smoke. the vehicles and oh, smoke, yeah, yeah, so yeah, he can crane one of the vehicles away. Right, right. How did he 
have time to set that up. It came out of exhaust, bro. What yeah. exhaust? And his Batmobile his Jaguar. Jaguar. Yeah. <laughs> no, because it was three tubes and his car was nowhere in sight <laughs> in the scene. Because it was hiding behind the gas. No, they pulled up in the car, right? No, yeah. no, 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 no. They were driving their own car. They pulled. They pulled up into this dock, and there were. Now you're just overthinking it. Apparently, there are already pipes laid out full of gas. Mm-hmm. He's got for this plans. scene to happen. He's diabolic, man. Yeah, he's yeah, diabolic. He's, he's diabolic. You don't ask that he's, he's always three steps ahead of you the like, pill, every time. So, and that's the other. Th- <laughs> that's the my other favorite thing for for him is that he has a pill for every gadget that he has. Hey, well, you gotta have your pill. You, know? <laughs> you have to have the anti. Yeah, you can't just have every everything he has. He has an anti like mm. pill for it. Like, yeah. Oh, smoke green. Yellow That's what this movie. Oh my god! <laughs> it just clicked. That's what this movie felt like. I keep saying it feels like a Bond movie, but it feels like the Adam West Batman when yeah. it comes to his gadgets. They're so oh, ridiculous, yeah. and everything's like labeled bright and perfect, yeah. so you know yeah. exactly well, what you're was, looking when at. What was Batman? Sixty six, sixty seven. Yeah, yeah right. There, yeah. So I mean, they probably. I mean, it's they part of that trying time. to do that it's, kind of thing. Yeah. The gas that you were talking about was from the flash bulb. And that was, camera. yeah, um, oh. which was a great. I love no, that, that was what we're talking about now. That's that. Now we're talking about yeah. a different yeah. gas. Yeah, yeah. There, there's there's a lot of gas in this movie. A lot of hot air in this gas. movie. <laughs> is that exhilarated gas? Or... Exhilaration gas Exhilar- or something. Yeah, I think okay. it is. Can and I then there was anti exhilaration. They couldn't yeah. call it laughing <laughs> gas because that's yeah. a joker. I yeah. Loved that scene. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, I just love that. Like that whole speech that the what was it, Minister of. Defense was the defense. Well, they go through like eight of them because yeah. everybody keeps getting fired. <laughs> essentially, yeah, or doesn't new, want to take the getting, job, and then they get new positions that he seems to fuck up for them. Also, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that whole speech is great. Uh, the financial one I think is better though. Yeah. Uh, um, where it's just like you're gonna pay your taxes because you're good people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're just gonna pay what you think you owe. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that on TV. Be like, oh, I guess I'm paying shit. <laughs> I owe zero. But it's a flash bulb that releases gas that makes everybody laugh. I like Apparently. the reverse. I like the reverse uh, film they did for the for the gas flowing. Yeah, oh, yeah. a lot of the camera tricks were cool it. like yeah. that. It was yeah. like dual. The base, uh, his base, his like lair, his lair was a camera trick. The car well, pulling into the lair was. a camera Oh, trick. I, I thought you were gonna say his lair was a camera trick, whereas the entire lair scenes were all shot with a fisheye to make it seem big. Oh my god, yeah. dude! I got. I seriously did. I no one else get motion sickness from this movie. No, the first I, half I, of this movie, I, 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 I did. Get I just got it from the intro. Everything spinning. Every, was that like the driving, the spinning, everything's spinning? How did they shoot that scene? Like, Which one? was that like in front of a screen, or did they like, like somehow? Rotoscope that in, like whatever that technology was. What at the for? Time. What, for what? Rotoscope when they're in the car and you can see it all like passing. By oh, that was just sped up. They oh. just look super cut out. You yeah, know? it's like it, it's like it's, it's like just really shitty early green screen. You know, like yeah. yeah. I remember well, when they, they did because that, that's why they had that really bad like black lines around them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. I, I remember when when the uh, when the Star Wars when they first like re released those. That was like one of the things that was like big. It was like they they were able to remove all the black lines, so it actually looked real and not like green screen anymore. Uh, so it's so just shitty technology. What do you mean, like your favorite scene in the phone booth? Oh my god, did you guys like that text? <laughs> I, I, I didn't get any responses. So I don't know if anybody saw what I was talking. about. I don't about. think I did. Uh, the I phone was, booth the scene phone is booth? like oh terrible looking. It's it's the worst. It's I think it's the worst green screen in the film, and I'm pretty sure. Whoever was doing the voice actor was off that day, and they got somebody else in to redo those lines because that's not his voice. The rest of the movie, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that one scene, it becomes deeper and has a completely different tone. Like, no, could be maybe I that was his first day, and then he got it right. What were some of the other gadgets? The uh, the boat underwater. Oh, I love. Yeah, yeah. That, that was very that that was very. Like, I thought foggy. Cobra. I thought he was gonna have a Cobra badge on. He was gonna be part of the Cobra Squad. <laughs> you like how like G.I. Joe was he gonna come. the balloons just enough to get it off the ground, yeah. so he can tug it along. So he's yeah. very smart, very, very smart, smart guy. Yeah. He's, 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 a, he's a fan of science. He's a, <laughs> he's a student of science. Yeah, he's like Batman and Joker and James Bond rolled into one yeah. shitty film. No, he had, the only the problem was is he had the build of Chris. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? He was like 170 pounds. Wet. Yeah. <laughs> and like the most uncomfortable looking rubber suit and mask I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Very good. God, God bless him for wearing it. When I, I, first, I do. Go sorry. Ahead. No, you go ahead, man. I do want to say that I, I I do love the costume. I think it's cool looking. No, the costume is I badass I think he looks looking. like a goddamn like storm shadow he or something does. like that. Especially when he got in the white and he was scaling up the, the, the wall with his. No, that brings us to another gadget. Oh, another yeah. gadget. Yeah. yeah. Another gadget popped up. His uh, suction cup. 
it's to climb brick walls. Yeah. Well, it's so good. You got you to click Maybe all three. Maybe not science. <laughs> I was like, how is he? He's got the, the best arm strength ever. Yeah, he's only yeah. got so, two of them. And yeah. he, can only, he can only reposition one at a time. So. Because you have to click all three in a place. So realistically, it seems like the most inefficient way to climb the wall because 90% of the time, he's only hanging on by one arm. Yeah, yeah. Like... <laughs> He's only got two arms for the split second that he has to change. I again, feel like that so. would have taken him all night to get up there. <laughs> yeah, like, like it would have. Yeah, I don't know. Although, although it felt like it took a long time. It did feel like it did feel like <laughs> forever. This whole movie felt like it took a really long time. Yeah, yeah that's one of the things that uh, kind of really gets me with this movie is the pacing is god awful. Yeah, I, I, it, it was like almost like I couldn't tell if they intentionally cut it the way they did or if it was kind of like, oh, we just didn't know that we extended that scene on just. St- three seconds too long. You but know he, what I mean? Like, it, it had this uncomfortable, weird yeah. cuts and stuff like that. Is there also, like, a weird, you know, I feel like a lot of older films before, like, nowadays everything's a jump cut. You know, yeah. we, we you never see a guy pour a drink, you never see a guy go to a, 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 a refrigerator or anything like that. Yeah. Everything's a jump cut to get really, to get to the point, like, get the action going. MTV edits. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just wondering if maybe... That is like an old... I, that, yeah. I mean, all the old movies well, are slow movies. Well, it's, it's not about that, though. It's just that it felt unnatural to cut it that way. It's, it wasn't that it... It wasn't that it... We're so used to jump cuts. It's just like... Okay, they almost like were waiting for the director to yell "cut" or something. And like, like that. did did you get a feeling, or anybody else in this room? I got a feeling that they did. They probably didn't do a lot of take twos on this movie. <laughs> I feel like it's a one take on a lot of scenes. Uh, one hundred thousand, yeah, probably. Yeah, because yeah, that that would explain the kind of weird jumpiness. Because maybe like that was the only cut they had to work with, and they had to like, well. We yeah. <laughs> held a little too long, but we got what we needed, so... Well, I mean, that's kind of like the Italian style of filmmaking, right? Just jam out as much content as you can, like, really quickly. Like, I don't know if that's... Uh, is that... I mean, Mario Bava so. alone has done, like, what, like, 100 films? I, I mean, don't... I, yeah, but I don't know if They that... do a lot of films. Like, Quentin use like, eight, and it's like... You can, you can, you can, you can jam out a lot of films and, like, still take time to do a second take... Like yeah, I understand, but like, do you think like like I don't know, maybe like the Roger Corman style of thing, like just keep like even if you have to use uh, maybe yeah. uh, uh, stock footage, then use stock footage, just get it like just get the film out. Well, I saw the same shot in there a few times, like yeah. in a couple of different instances. The, Which one? The, the the body falling out of the plane was the exact same shot both times. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, there was a couple, oh a God, couple that, weird like we just... that whole scene, <laughs> the whole jumping out of the plane the, scene. The whole the my favorite it's thing about quiet fall, huh? <laughs> 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 the whole thing with the floor of the plane opening up, though. There's a scene right before that where the, he shoots the gun off, yeah. and like there's air shooting in, and and one of the henchmen like thinks like I gotta plug this up, yeah. you know. And then immediately the entire bottom of the cabin just opens up, and there's no wind or air shooting anything. It's very calm and quiet, and the guy just falls. Like no, that's not true. It blows that girl's dress up, and she's like, "Ooh, I like this." <laughs> yep, that might be scientifically accurate. A smaller. What hole that would she make likes more... it? No, that, that a smaller hole. <laughs> a would... smaller hole would make more sound. I don't know. Do smaller holes make more sound? Mike? Yeah, because air is pushing through a small whore. I don't hole. know. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Sorry. <laughs> Whoops! You just bait him a little bit. Oh my yeah, God. just waiting for it. That was too just good. Waiting for it. Sorry. He has a little hole. The did anybody what? else? Hey, Jesus. Real quick, real quick. What? Before we completely lose it, uh, did anybody else feel like Diabolic looked like Leave Schreiber? Uh, no, that's young who, Leave Schreiber. That's who I thought of immediately when I saw the him. Po- with I the, think it's the pointy hair. It's like the. the I thought it looked like our friend shape. Andy. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> Well, Just skinny. He might appreciate that. <laughs> he doesn't have enough hair. He doesn't have the anti. I will guy. say this guy had pretty, uh, pretty amazing posture, similar to uh, Mark Gregory or yeah, Gregory, Mark Gregory Mark, Mark, whatever his name trait. is. I think it might be. He's very, Just very upright. Yeah, he's very upright. He's very, he's really good at poses. Lo- loves staring. Like mm-hmm. he likes that that three mile stare. I loved how how many shifty eyes were in this movie. <laughs> yeah, that that was his trick. His whole like, thing was eyebrows. Like, I'm about to do something shifty eye left, shifty eye right, back to left one more time, make sure it's good to go. Now I'm gonna do well, it. This is kind of something I want to talk about in terms of the character of Diabolic and like what character? Thing- no, <laughs> listen to me. Let me I wanna get to this. I'm gonna get to this. And you tell me if you guys agree or not. Okay. Did anybody feel that there was besides just hit 
it wasn't about him getting the money and being rich as much as it was the love of the mischief of it all. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah. He I didn't love need the, the money. scene where it's like, what is he going to need $3 million or whatever for? I don't know, but whatever diabolical plan that like Diabolic has on the can't even imagine. We can't even imagine. We know what it is. Right cut to it. It's the fuck on. He wants to fuck on that under, money. He, money. Under it, yeah. He just on wants to fuck at $3 million. But it's, 10 million. It's, it's actually 10 million. million. I mean, I don't think his goal, though, was entirely just to be mischievous. I think Evo was a big proponent oh, she was of, very of, much of so. that. Yeah, very she much was the so. driving force. Yeah. He just wanted to please her. He kind of does. It? She's like... <laughs> 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 Almost a Lady Macbeth, but not quite a Lady Macbeth, you know? I don't know what that reference is. A Lady is. Macbeth being like somebody that kind of like kind of drives the hero is like the woman in the in in the back mm-hmm. that's always kind of always in his ear is that a re- is yeah, that, is yeah. That a reference to Downton Abbey or something <laughs> Downton Abbey yeah Downton Abbey Lady Macbeth <laughs> you never heard of Shakespeare Macbeth this is fucking anyways with you, Mike. anyways <laughs> what channel is that on Shakespeare yeah is that <laughs> Shakespeare it's on the uh, it's channel PBS? 1600 uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> ow <laughs> Chris just hit his own hit. His head on his own. Chair. I laughed too hard. That's really funny. But no, other than that, though, I also thought <laughs> that the uh, the the, the elation gas scene that where he gasses everybody, there was a kind of a feel to it that made me feel like it's not enough. He he does have a sense of mischief about him where he he wants to like I'm going to make the cops look like idiots right now. Yeah, like there wasn't really a tactic. It was for the that. only reason he for didn't that have scene. to do that. He wanted them to all look like idiots. Yeah, he just wanted to make them look like idiots, almost for what it seemed like his own personal sense well, of humor like yeah he yeah. didn't seem to care about no much, he, he's you know. asking to get caught that's i think the, he loves the, the chase i yeah, think that's, that's another fun... thing about his character is that that this what makes him want to do well these and that's the kind of crazy thing is he has like three lines in the movie so it all comes across visually mm-hmm. really and truly like which is the sh- that's the shining sparkling crown of this movie is the way that it was shot well, the set, the set design, like oh, set design like too. The, I agree. You know, like the art direction of it all is like really good. I think, like, like honestly, like the way they like compose the shots and the way everything's like very symmetrical and mm-hmm. everything's very like framed. Yeah, the way it's framed, the way things move in and out of the frame, the the distance o- in the frame, like, and I, it looked like a lot of paint matte paintings maybe were mm-hmm. used on this. Also, I don't know if you guys thought this while watching it, but. Some of the shots where they show the cars or like the above shots of the cars, it looked like little model cars that they were like driving on a small set, like a I miniature, like a miniature set. I it totally looked like that to me in a lot of shots that they were miniatures that were That's used. Interesting. I mean, they, we know they had helicopters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. There was just particular shots. I was like, that looks so like fake to me. I think yeah. it's because I, I think the reason it looked fake is because all all of the scenes with the cars driving are all sped up. They are to, to, it to, wasn't to so... show speed and it makes it look kind of dis- disoriented. Well there there's like the shots of like the cars going around the mountain. That looks real. But then there's other like certain angles that they'll get that to me just look like they couldn't get that shot so they recreated it like yeah. on a smaller level. Mm. You know? You mean like when they used the greatest gadget of all, a mirror? <laughs> they sped Who that knew? car off a, t- of a cliff. <laughs> that was a great scene. Yeah, it was not a great scene. No, it's horrible. That was great. It's horrible. It's so great. I love it. Like how close do they have to be to that mirror where it's like it's enveloping all of us? Yeah. Where are, we? are we in a fucking funhouse? I don't even know anymore. Yeah. It's like no, I, I love the overhead shot of the bed spinning. Uh, that's just a badass shot with all the money on it. Yeah, 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 that yeah. Was so cool. Like there's I, just that whole his whole lair is just. Yeah. Oh, it's sixties. It's pimped. It's pimped. Yeah, out. but dude, it's so awesome. Exhibit too. would have loved it. I mean, it was just like <laughs> Exhibit would have loved it. He had a, he had a back pimp cave. Your, the pimp TV, your all cave. The, like all the TVs in the center of the of the bed spinning around. Um, just the whole like the weird fucking garage they have. Yeah. Elevator thing. Yeah, yeah, that just went on forever. There was like a moon and then jellyfish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> huh? <laughs> It was amazing. Like, I don't know. The visuals in that movie were just really good. Like I said, the, my favorite scene is the club scene, and it, it may have zero to do with the movie, but just the way it's shot and the way it looks and everything that's going on in that scene is just fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the the when they're passing the joint down the line of That song's of people, good, too. Yeah. That is. That's my favorite song in the movie, but when they're passing the joint down the line of people, and it's distorted, too, so you can't yeah. really make out their faces. Well, even, like, remember that shot that they had where... The uh, Evo was in the shower, and it was like the two areas were being blocked yeah. by shapes on the shower. And her head with a red one. Yeah, and then like she walks over to um, Diabolic, and it's like 
just like on his lower half. It's like yeah. it was like shit like that. It's just like they found a way to block it out yeah. creatively, but still gave you the sexiness of it. Like I think that's I really. Think, I think inventive. if Austin Powers didn't steal that idea, like to some extent with mm-hmm. the whole melons and mm-hmm. like she's carrying everything, it's, everything's covered up at right. right the. I feel like they did that. It's like they really wanted to show some breasts. Yeah, but <laughs> whatever the censors or whatever was movie. going on at that time. Yeah, I thought you were gonna get it in this movie. I know they wanted it. you to want it the whole time and then said no. <laughs> yeah. That's what happened right there. Even Diabolic's walking around like naked and it's just just covering yeah. up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's interesting. But like I said, that club scene, uh, the whole dancing in the background with the the spinny lights. In the background, the tubes coming up. It's so funny. You the, love this scene so much, and it's like it, it, it has nothing absolutely to, no. nothing to the it film, and th- it's like the scene I dislike the I most. Think, I wanted. I don't. I, I think it has nothing to do with the plot, but no, I also it, feel like it try. I think that's the scene that's trying to establish this that that sixties atmosphere yeah, that they were trying it's to establishing do. Establishing the counterculture. That, that yeah, it was like a, it film. was like coloring is what they were trying yeah. to do with. And the film. I, I think I think it also maybe it was just in there. Just because they were doing a movie in that kind of vein, so they almost had they. It's almost like they had to throw something in because I mean, there's a lot of movies in the '60s where it's like you, you cut to these random party scenes that don't make any sense, but it's just showcasing '60s. It's almost stuff like transitions happening. into like other <clears throat> scenes, like like this is popular right now, so we're gonna throw a dance scene in here yeah, in this club just, with this rocking song crazy. and well, no, it, it, joints it, and shit. It, no, it did have yeah. it did have a plot for the story though. It was what Valmont's like parties Dr- it was, were like. Uh, no, yeah. it was his drug. That's where his drugs yeah. were, and they, right. the cops busted it because they were coming down on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh wow! How'd you get that? Street. I'd miss that. It's it is. Yeah, it's Valmont's party. Oh, I it's his. Because no the, the, the cops, if you, all the newspapers that pop up are them shutting down all of uh, his stuff, mm. all of his like the horse track. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like there's several stuff, and the club was. That's why at the end of the club scene, like it really feels like it means nothing because nothing happens in the club scene until the like the very end, and it's just like it's a raid, and that's it. Yeah, like, that's all you get. And there's a lot of scenes like that just pop in weirdly, and like that's what I think one of the problems is with this film is, is and why it's confusing is because you get a bunch of weird random shit like that, and the pacing is is slow, slow. so it's like. You for you, I, I that's what my struggle was. I couldn't figure out how to take the film or how I should feel about the film. Like, I, is this guy a hero or is this guy a, a villain? I think that's like who's the bad guy in this movie? Like, I think I, that's, that's supposed to be the general theme right. of what, at, I, I, at least from what, based on what I've read about the comic or what they were trying to capture. I think the overall message of this film is like, well, in the case of two evils, pick the lesser one, and that would be diabolic because Valmont is. A, like a brute mm-hmm. like he's just killing everybody for no reason just because they piss him off i'll take you off the human register yeah right <laughs> it's just it's absurd and i feel like diabolic kills people he does kill people um he's not a great guy <laughs> let's just he say throws that knives into people's throats he does Chris. um but it's always i guess it's because they're, they're bad the bad guys starts. and he's trying to get things but then again the irs building cops. like how many people had to die yeah. In that explosion, it was probably closed. Yeah, they were closed. That yeah, day. It, was, it was probably. It was definitely like not during taxes. They were like, "Hey, you know what? There's no more taxes, so we know. can all go home." Yeah, I don't know. They, it was very. Well, it was well lit with the sun. I have to imagine it's during like probably you know, summer. It's yeah. during. Oh, okay. Because the, the <laughs> government <laughs> takes summer breaks. Yeah. Logic from Chris. In a crisis, break. everybody just goes home. That's how yeah. the government rolls. Yeah. As soon as May fifteenth rolls around, everybody's on. Everybody summer hits break. the heads. Of the <laughs> it was actually vacation. it was actually President's Day. They take that day off. Oh, okay. A lot of people see? don't know that. A lot of people oh, don't I didn't know, know that. that. See, Chris, you see? didn't see that lower third pop up early on. Yeah, exactly. President's They're actually uh, another President's interesting thing I want to talk about since we were on the co- uh, topic of co- uh, countercultures. Yeah. This. This actual film, it actually has... I read about this. This is an interesting thing about this film and Barbarella and another Italian film. This created a whole, like, BDSM counterculture that, like, circulates around this these types of films. Why this one? Uh, because he's, like, in leather and he's, like... His, his, he looks kind of like... He looks like, what you said, like the gimp from... Tight leather. It looks yeah, like a ninja like to me, but... Yeah, but, I mean, le- black leather obviously is... is that definitely has he, symbolism of the he's BDSM. He's basically wearing like the almost pretty much the exact same costume as David Carradine at Death Race 2000. Yeah, right. And that was a very gimp like. Yeah. That's kind of where that costume. I came was waiting from. for him to throw an Ninja Star. 
Yeah, but this film is like highly it's it's I mean it's sexual, <laughs> but it it actually caused a kind of counterculture like it w- where it was being sexualized mm-hmm. outside of the film. Like people were going home and like recreating these kind of things oh. and recreating these kind of yeah, fantasies. Yeah. People people all over Italy were stealing but ten million dollars to have sex in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He never well, really ten million lira. There was <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't feel like I feel like there was just like one s- sexual scene with that outfit on it was when he after he steals the 10 million and he gets in her car and she takes the mask off of him and kisses him but that's it no like, i understand that i'm sure that was just he's only so that much that they could show but that doesn't mean that people won't fantasize about a certain aspect of that film like barbarella is a very sexual film despite mm-hmm. the fact that she doesn't like i don't think she ever really has sex with anybody but i would say that, that's more that, that she I would has say her that clothes be... torn off half the time but i mean <laughs> I, I would say I could see it more in that movie than in this one. I like that his haircut matches his mask shape. There is there is sex in this. They're clearly having sex in that bed. <laughs> I heard that, Chris. What's that? Nothing. <laughs> Sorry. Go on. <laughs> No, well, wait, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love how his hair is cut in the shape of his mouth. It no, looks like he's mask is, is cut in the shape of his hair. You know what right? I like about no, the mask? No, that they thought his, they thought the forethought to put same his shape. lips in it. Yeah, they put his lips. No, and like I would the, when I first saw that mask, it was like, how the fuck is he breathing? Yeah, is he holding his breath this whole goddamn time? <laughs> well, you can't even yeah. see the nose holes. Well, you there you, are none. You know how you know how good there he are. is at holding his breath, right? Because he gets encased in gold. Yeah, right. He can hold his bowels. <laughs> yeah. He can hold it all. He, he can, can hold everything. Three to five minutes. He's actually on that a Buddhist scene. monk. Yeah, you took her that. about that long to get to him. That was Jesus. a weird ending. It's just such a weird ending because he's he's like frozen he just in carbonite. Winks. Like, he has yeah, he's several like, times. Yeah. He's three he steps ahead the... of everybody, and then all of a sudden, he makes this huge misstep. The cops get the better of him. His greed, he literally is covered in fucking did gold. He, yeah, but <laughs> did did he make a mistake? Yeah, no. he did. Yeah. Because he knew Looks he like was, he's got a plan. Yeah, he's got a plan, because he knew he was going to get caught, so and why not? he knew not... he was going to get encased in gold. That's why he left the laser in there so yeah. long. So why not? Why not oh. make them think you're dead yet again? I don't know. He looked pretty nervous when he discovered be. the it, yeah, laser. Yeah, he seemed like he was. He did yeah, not he want really that nervous. gold to pour all over. <laughs> but who who dies with that look on their face and keeps it? <laughs> a, a, a master <laughs> thief. For everybody out there, Cody's making the face. He's doing his best job. Well, he knows what it's like face. to be dead for twelve hours, pretty much. So. I'm hold my face like this because I'm dead. Kind of like you're doing like up. a Michael Keaton face. Right yeah, now. yeah, it's a little weird. Yeah. I don't know. He's always got to get that shifty, <laughs> that shit, that shifty does, Spock eyebrow going on. He does on. the rock eyebrow. Yeah, he does do the rock eyebrow. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's it exactly is. He, he freezes is. his face in the rock eyebrow when he's fr- frozen in gold, and then he winks. Unless when he gotcha. winks, and then he winks again to the audience, which is I'm, just such a. He had a suit on, right? That's why there was like yeah. a, a. He could go glass. through the center of the sun with that suit. That's what, not he that's what he up said. On that. That's what he, he says. Said that science. Yeah. So he's totally safe. Yeah, he's totally safe. Didn't get burned, but he's still. Encased in encased, gold, encased in we'll metal. Smash basically. this shit and just feed him. Well, they're just gonna melt the gold off, and then he'll he'll get out with that oh, sweet, sweet kung fu chop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder how he's getting out of that situation. Did they make sequels in the to this gold movie? For no. they make sequels? No, no, they did not. I thought I saw something when I was when I was googling. He, uh, he's I mean, the comic get... still goes on to this day. Like it's still he's what still kung fu chopping people to this day. <laughs> gold <laughs> is fairly soft, I think. So. It is. He could probably break out of it. I get. I he mean, could probably bite is. into it and he leave a dent. He was covered in it. Like you like couldn't really see his lower half. At you think all. he could get out the ha- like the top of it? <laughs> I like how we're trying to figure this climb out. out the he has a suit <laughs> that can go through the sun. <laughs> climb out the helmet. Yeah, <laughs> it's just kind of like oozes way out of there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what his end game was on that. I really don't. He's don't gonna either. get hungry. And they thirsty. were hoping for another one. I bet. Uh, I definitely think they yeah. were. Hey guys, we'll be right back, and when we do, we're going to rate this Mammer Jammer. We'll be right back. Repeat, patrols 9 and 10. Keep watch on the north coast. Over. We can't make the hideout by land. Patrol 11. Patrol 11 to Inspector. Black Jaguar in sight and now under observation. Vehicle now caught between this unit and Unit 13. Don't worry. Okay, guys, we're back, and we are going to rate this movie. We are going to rate Danger Diabolic. We're going to rate it uh, Emerald Bullets. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Emerald Bullets. Because you got to shoot somebody full of them to steal them later. Yep. Yep. That's what you got to do. 
11. And I'm going to shoot this movie with emerald bullets. Let's start with... And regret it later. <laughs> I don't know. Let's start with Chris. Oh, I knew you were going to go to me. Well, you made that face. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were going to go to Mike because he was... Well, he picked it. Kept talking. So I'm always his last. Yeah, last one. The last one. Uh, okay. Danger Di- Diabolic. I had never heard of this movie before. Um, and I was kind of worried going into it because, like we talked about earlier, I'm not really into, like... Uh, James Bond type films or spy type films or anything like that. Um, I do like like a lot about this film though. I like the style of the characters. Um, I like the very, you know, it seemed very fashiony to mm-hmm. me. Um, that's not even a word, but whatever. Um, the music I thought was really great. Um, I thought the cinematography was good. The set design was really good. Um, the characters I could care less about, honestly. I didn't connect to any of the characters. I just kind of, they seemed very cardboard to me. Um, but overall, I'm glad I watched it, but I can't really say that I like this movie. Um, I wouldn't probably put it on again, like, for a while. Um, I could see how people will would be influenced or could be influenced by this, and it does have a very Italian style, in my opinion. Um, but I'm going to have to give this, like, I'm going to give it a two. Um, yeah, a two. I, I almost went with one and a half, but I'll give it a two because it does have a lot of redeeming qualities. I just don't really care for it. Kyle? Uh, yeah. Um, this, hmm. I don't know. I, it, this is a really hard movie to, to rate because even while I was watching it, I was hating it, but, I mean, there was, there was stuff about it, like Chris said, that they do have redeeming qualities. Like, the cinematography is great. There's a lot of there, there's simple scenes where you don't even think about. It. Like well, one of my one of my favorites, cinematography wise, is actually like the establishing shot of um, all the cops showing up at the bank and the way that the buildings and the lines are all going to almost like a center point. Like it's just it's just a lot of thought put into it, which was nice. Um, the like to Chris's point, the characters really have no depth. I could honestly give a shit. Like, it's just kind of like, this is like, this This is what a popcorn film in the 60s was. It was just, you sat down, you shut up, you watched something, you, you were slightly entertained for a while, and you went about your day. Um, I'm not going to watch this movie again. Um, probably not for a while. Maybe I'll watch it. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not too convinced. But I'm going to probably go with two as well on this. i not the biggest fan of it, but I mean, I I... I yeah, I like the creativity that went into the visuals and the and the sound design, not the music, but the sound design. For for any Morricone, like I love a lot of the work he's done, but uh, this is a miss for him, I think. So yeah, two emerald bullets. I'll go next. I will say that um, I, ditto to everything. I mean, I don't want to be repeating everything that everybody said. Uh, I think the script is atrocious. I'll say that it's a terrible script. Uh, it's all over the place. The pacing's horrible. Visually, it's amazing, in my opinion. Um, that's what held held me on throughout the whole thing. Um, and that's where I get kind of hung up if, if I don't know if I love it or hate it. I don't know if I like it so much visually that that outweighs the bad, which is the rest of the film, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> so I, I don't know, man. I'm going to go middle of the road on this one. I'm going to give it 2.5. I'm going to go middle of the road just because I think there's a lot to learn as like a filmmaker from the style, this movie had style. I can say that it had style. So, um, yeah, two and a half Mike. Yeah, I guess, I guess I'm, I'm kind of with a lot of you guys. Um, I, I am going to give it two and a half with you, Cody. I think that, uh, that, that half bullet, it is the style of it. I like that. Um, will that be an empty shell? Yeah, maybe just the half an already shot shot off shell. Yeah. I don't know. Um, it's hard. Maybe it's smoking. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there's smoke. Maybe there's some kind of animation involved. Chris, you got that? I was really interested. I was really excited to see this film when I picked it because it had like these three titans of 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 film, yeah, kind of coming together to make it. And I was really I saw the reviews on it. They were very similar to our reviews right now. Hit and miss. Like mm-hmm. some people loved it. Some people hated it. Most people that did love it thought that it was influential to some extent. Um, I definitely probably will see this film again because uh, another little known fact well maybe it's not little known to the fans but um, it was the final episode of Mystery Science 3000 Mystery Science Theater 3000 it was their official this is one of the riff tracks the final riff track they did 
I did not know was that. on this film. And I would n- so often when you go watch that show, you have no idea what these movies are. Yeah. So you're basing it off the jokes that they're doing. I kind of want to now go into and watch a film that they that I now I know and now see it and see if those jokes stand up or if it's even more funny now that I know. <laughs> Maybe yeah. they caught things that I missed that like huh. are just hysterical. Well, so. now now I'm gonna have to change what I said. I will watch it again. Yeah, if I'm watching the Mystery Science Three Said Three Thousand. Maybe this yeah. it'll make it maybe it'll makes it funnier if you've seen the movie without it. Yeah, first. right. That's what like, I was kinda thinking. Because I don't really find Mystery Science Theater that funny. Oh, but yeah? uh, but oh, along with yeah. you. I'm sorry, I just <laughs> don't I'm not you just I don't like any I don't person on the podcast. That's fine. Yeah. I don't Good. like those characters. I don't they don't make me laugh. Well it, you don't have a sense of humor either, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Alright guys, that's our show for this week. Make sure you follow us on social media on Twitter at ColtFilm underscore review. You can also follow us on Instagram at ColtFilm underscore review. You can follow us on Facebook. You can follow Mike at, at Mike Salustio on Twitter. What's my what's my blog's name again, Cody? You do it. NeighborhoodFilmmaking.com. Oh, man, he's, he's better. You should just do it all the time. <laughs> you can follow Chris at. Uh, you can follow me at ColtFilm underscore Chris on Instagram, or you can go to Midnight Releasing and check out. Uh, some upcoming independent horror film releases. What's the big one now? Yeah, movie of the week. Yeah. Tell us. Um, movie of the week, uh, Dark Seduction. Okay. Um, it was a film shot in 1985 that was lost for many, many years. And it was rediscovered and re-edited and the music was all redone. And it's basically a film noir, black and white, about a detective who is looking for a one-toothed vampire. Ooh, interesting. Is I he, want to see that. It's really, it's really cool because it's like there's some faces you'll recognize in it, but this film was shot in 1985 and never seen by anybody. So it's wow. exciting to be that's, that one out. That's fucking cool. Yeah. Doctor Phil, surprisingly, yeah. Doctor Phil was in it <laughs> in this movie. Yeah, First role, he's that. a vampire. He's a one-tooth yeah. vampire. A lot of people didn't know that he <laughs> started out. I'm gonna bite you right now. <laughs> I'm gonna bite you really hard. I don't want to <laughs> bite you. <laughs> You can follow Kyle. <laughs> okay, thanks. I, I, I was gonna. Do I get an outro too, guys? You can follow Kyle. At- you can follow me on ColtFilm underscore Kyle on Instagram. You can also follow me at ColtFilm underscore Cody. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Is that it? Yeah, okay. on Instagram. I forgot for a second. And on Twitter. Uh, you know what, guys? If you're gonna join a cult, just make sure they watch good movies. We'll see you next week. Why do I always fuck the end up now? You know what, guys? If you're going to join a cult, fucking do it. (laughs) 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 Best advice ever. All right, guys, that's our show for this week. So just remember, if you're going to join a cult, make sure they watch good movies. We'll see you next week.